shine, rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 The Ticket's Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Welcome to day two of Big Ten Media Days live at Lucas Oil Stadium on the field in Indianapolis. Steve Sipple is here today with me yeah. for, the full, the, for the full time here. Yeah, I'm sorry I didn't get here yesterday. We, we covered that. We, yeah, I, I, I gave the whole scoop. You confirmed the scoop when he got here. You were so, so you did. You got here on time yesterday. Yes. Did the whole show. Yes, Nick helped me out. Nick was great. Nick's back in the studio. Nick. Thanks, thanks to shout out Nick, who yeah. is still here. Thank you. Running the gentlemen. board today. Good morning, Nick. Nick, thanks how are you? Here. I'm doing well, Sip. How are you? I'd, I'd like a little more energy from you this morning than that. Oh, trust me. I'll see you tomorrow. I'll be hanging out in, inside the studio with you tomorrow. Okay. So you'll get all the energy. So, yeah, so people know we'll be doing this again tomorrow right. morning. Yeah, we, we did the show happens every day, every weekday. We're just, we just happen to be out and about <laughs> yesterday and today. I, again, I can't get over the fact we're on the field. It is, it is so cool being here on this field, Lucas Oil Stadium, Indianapolis. By the way, our coverage of Media Day is brought to you by Gary Michaels Clothiers and Ben Bleicher of Professional Realty Group with BHHS Real Estate. Uh, man, what, a lot to get to from yesterday. Uh, by the way, there's, we're not done today. You have, you'll have Jeff Brom take the podium, Brett Bielema, Mel Tucker, Greg Schiano. James Franklin, Paul Christ, and last but not least, Ryan Day, and all the different athletes from those schools. But regarding yesterday for Nebraska, Sip, I mean, there is, there's so much to dive into, but the thing that is taking Nebraska fans by storm on social media is not really anything that was, that was <laughs> said by Scott Frost, but what maybe wasn't said. Yeah, it wasn't, there wasn't an opening statement. I, I, I guess that's a problem. <laughs> Nick, Nick, would you please play uh, the, the the short clip that people apparently are having an issue with in Huskerland? Coach, would you like to begin with an opening statement? No, let's go to questions. All right, hot day. Let's oh, go. wow. Let's question. Ooh, that didn't sound bad. Wow. I, that's, that's, wow, what, what an egregious thing for Scott Frost to do to say. <laughs> he actually sounded kind of cheery right there. Nope, questions are fine. Let's just roll with it. I was, are we are we at this point now that we just have to bicker about anything? Oh, uh, we've been at that point for quite some time. I mean, that is ridiculous, though. I, I, I will say this about it. You were here, I was here, <laughs> I was sitting over there, okay. you know, at the, you know, in the media area in front of the podium with everybody else. I, you know, I saw that all that go down. Yep. And I'll tell you what, my I never even considered. That it was an issue. It never even crossed my mind till last night. You read somebody, about it. Yeah, somebody, well, Sean Callahan mentioned it to me. And it was only at that moment that I even thought about it. I was sitting there. My thought, I'll tell you what my thought wasn't. Oh, God, he didn't give an opening <laughs> statement. Tear it down. Uh, uh, Burn I, it down. Yeah, I, I know what we're going to be talking about tomorrow. No opening. <laughs> the lack of that, opening statement. That I'm going to tell you something. It never crossed my mind. It didn't cross my mind. <laughs> Whose mind did it cross besides a couple people that made a deal out of it? I don't know, but I will say this. I um, 
opening statements, opening statements. My thought on opening statements is uh, when a guy, a coach, is making an opening statement, I'm like, why are you making an opening statement? Let's just get down to it here. Let's just get to the questions. Yeah, what, what's the what point? are we doing here? Yeah, I have 15 minutes. Yeah. Just ask your questions. Yeah. Especially if an opening statement goes on for too exactly. long. Exactly. Just make a and, – and Frost wasn't rude. The other thing we have to add to this conversation is Frost had just spent 40 minutes yes. at another podium yep. with media. And it's, it's possible he just thought, okay, well, I kind of greeted the guys over there, so I don't need to do it again. I don't need to act like I'm doing it again over here, right? <laughs> I just can't. Sometimes I can't believe what we're talking about. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, we're, that, if, if that is the ta- – Oh, one of the biggest takeaways from yesterday the night. We just have <laughs> – Okay, yeah, look yourself in the mirror as a Husker fan and say, is this who I really want to be? Like, is this, is this what I want to bicker about and complain about and say the world is burning because Scott Frost didn't have an opening statement? There's, there's a good way to look at it, though. There's a more positive way to look at it. If this is the biggest problem right now, then that's probably okay. That We're not, we're not talking about – Something much more serious, NCAA matter, right. arrest of a player like Jimbo dealt with it. Jimbo Fisher dealt with it at SEC Media Days. He was, he was, um, Jimbo was in a bad mood at SEC Media Days because a player had got arrested the night before, or a couple nights before, whatever it was. So we're not talking about that. We're not talking about. It's not Kansas basketball where there's a, sort of this impending doom hanging over the pro, program that just won national championship. It's just that Frost didn't make an opening statement. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, it, there's a lot of layers to this. Frost is that type of guy. He's not an opening he's, statement. He doesn't want the bravado. No. He doesn't. He's not. He's not. Now, let's. I'll just what be what would happen if he had a winning season? Or like a, a 10 and 2 I don't season? Know. Would he drop he's anything? Still not. Like, yeah, what season? No. Would you have like a 10 minute statement? Like 30 Scott, seconds. Scott Frost is more Bo Pelini esque than. People realize he doesn't like media. Okay, he's not. He does. He's not big on it, um, and you can see that sometimes. And I told. And you know what? When matters like this happen, I totally understand why people are cynical about media. I totally understand it. When we're we're and we're doing it, I mean we're contributing to it right now, Jake, by spending a half yep, hour talking yep, about yep. it. But it's but that's you're right though. That's what people are talking about. The fact <laughs> Frost didn't make it open. Well, state. here's here's the deal too though. Like like you he said, spent forty minutes at that podium yeah, right that, over there. That's the thing is that all these coaches that that yeah you know, they followed Scott Frost the podium. Mike Loxley, P.J. Fleck, Kirk Ferentz, Tom Allen, Pat Fitzgerald, Jim Harbaugh. That was the first time we heard from them because they showed up on the podium. After lunch, they, they they had their quick podium visit and then went deeper afterwards. Like it's it's not common to do the forty minute podium, and you know, then the, the, the side podium, yeah. and then do the big stage. Right. That's why. Yeah, that's exactly. It just answered a lot of questions, right. and everybody was there because that was the you know Nebraska was the only one going early before Kevin Warren went, and so yeah, he had already answered all the questions you could ask. So nobody else had gone yet. These coaches on the on the stage you saw. They had their side podium after that. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, except so, for Frost. So yeah, so people. I know people are probably confused because they're not used to this. All, not all people. Frost had to be here early. 
with his players because they were reporting to camp yesterday and had to get out of town. I mean, they did their, they did a different schedule than I've ever seen them do here. What yeah. you mentioned, Frost yeah. doing a side. It was podium. very special. Yeah, Frost doing a side podium before the main podium, whereas you mentioned that all the other coaches go to the main podium Correct. and then go to the side. So Frost had already kind of done his thing. I, and if his if his thinking was I don't need to act like I'm I'm greeting the media here because I just did it just that. did yeah jeez four six four five six eight five call or text as always your thoughts on opening yeah, yeah. the hearing? opening the lack of an opening statement or anything you heard from yesterday what what stood out to you what what are you most curious about or what what was most interesting to you four zero two four six four five six eight five also you can watch and comment on Twitch YouTube Twitter and Facebook. Um, Mark Onweiler chimes in and says that last year's opening statement was only 31 seconds. It was quick. Again, Frost isn't – he's not Bobby Bowden. You know, he's not – he's just not the type of guy to go up there and be an orator, you know. (laughs) I mean, this isn't Winston Churchill we're dealing with here. He doesn't – I mean – some guys are more apt to do like PJ Fleck is very yes, much and he more. and he did have a long opening statement, and that's his personality. And, and there is nothing wrong with no, that. there's not. I, but there's also nothing wrong with smiling to the moderator and saying, "I'll just take questions." I can't. That was actually pretty cheery how he said it. I know. Oh, Will you no. want to play it again? Right. Yeah, Nick, play it one more time, please. Coach, would you like to begin with an opening statement? No, let's go to questions. All right, hot day. Let's <laughs> That's go. pretty let's cheery question. to me. It's not pretty cheery. It's not like no. Let's, let's just go. If he says something like that, Crowley, then okay, you know. The, the other that si- was sounded pretty cheery to the me. The other side of this is, is, is as you'll hear people say he's fo- he's a, he he makes four million dollars per year and he's representing a mega program. A, he's the CEO, and CEOs. Um, need to make I, – I don't know. Do people say that CEOs need to make opening statements? Again, your position and my position where we were here. Yes, I was here. We were attentive to what was going on. Frost said that to the – am I calling – moderator, is that the right word? Yeah. Said that to the moderator, and we – well, I never even thought twice about it. I was like, okay, let's get going to questions. Cool. My thought was cool. My thought was not, oh, God, I got something to write about here. Frost did not, <laughs> did not uh, have an opening statement. I want to read a little bit because um, I want to read some pushback to this in terms of people, why they think it's a big deal. Uh, well, uh, I want to sure hear both sides. Here's, here's RJ uh, at 464-5685 on the Sauter Heyman text line. He says, you guys are running interference for Frost. Be better. When you're on the big stage, you have a few minutes to sell and promote your program. He's not a professional. He's also not a real good promoter. Um, some people are and some aren't. And we're not running interference. There's, it's not running interference with due respect. It's not running in- interference. If, if, you're a, if your immediate thought was, I, have, I don't even I, – I didn't have an immediate thought. I can't, I can't feign indignance here. I'm not indignant. I can't act like I am. I can't act like it mattered to me. In that moment, I never even considered it was an issue. Okay? That, that's my response. We're not running interference. I don't run interference for Frost. I don't – Frost doesn't expect me to, nor would I. 
So, no, nobody's running interference. We're giving you our real, genuine take on it. We never thought for a second that it would become an issue until I was sitting at dinner last night at a fabulous Mexican restaurant in downtown Indianapolis, and a colleague said, hey, uh, people are making a big deal of this opening statement thing. And then I drank my mezcal, mezcalita, uh, margarita, margarita, margarita. And went on with my yeah night. he did yeah it was a beautiful night yeah also if you have a long opening statement you don't get as many questions in it for the coach right I guess I mean come on you can botch an opening statement you can too. yeah you can and then you get more criticized because you botched the opening statement yeah now can you can you really win no, the opening win. statement because if Frost doesn't come off well in the opening statement then we're talking about that yeah I mean like, oh he sound a little. It didn't sound like he knew he was talking about. Jake, I'm telling you, this is the Albuquerque drive, yep. guy driving through moment. Yeah. What yep. are these guys talking about right now? Their coach didn't make an opening statement. <laughs> and people are freaking and out people about are it. freaking out. That's what, that's what the people in Nebraska are talking oh, about? they got bigger problems. <laughs> I guarantee it. If, if anybody is driving down the interstate, flips on the ticket, and hears us talking about this from another land, they're saying, whoa, those people. They're crazy. Whoa, those people. We have a call on the Honda of Lincoln hotline, 402-464-5685. we got Bob. Bob, you are on early break from Indianapolis. Go ahead. You know, it's ridiculous. Whatever, There's a lot of people out there, regardless of what Scott does, right or wrong, they're always going to complain. They're always, you're not going to satisfy some people. It's the same people that... <laughs> That once that once you fired, it's the same people that keep dwelling on three and nine, three and nine, three and nine. You know, it's a different year. People, wake up, okay? Half of this, half of these coaches weren't even here last year. Give it a chance. And you know what? If you're not on a bandwagon now, stay off because the trains get passed you by. When we go 12 and 0, don't jump up and say, "Oh wow, I said we were going to." Yeah, really. All right, Bob. Thank Bob you, is Bob. still riding the 12 and 0 train. Yeah, and some of this. I like. Let, it. Let's be. Uh, let's be very frank here. A lot of this is about 15 and 29. Yeah. Right. Any any way to be critical, I mean, yeah. is is going to be something that people want this to. Is, this is for sure about fifteen and twenty nine. I mean, it's it's very disappointing, right? Frost tenure. Yes, it has been. It has been. no bowl games. This might also be about Frost not talking to the media for three months. That's possible too. Yeah, right. we haven't heard, we haven't no. seen him at all. Frost didn't do it. You know, a lot of the head coaches over the years would do at least. A round of interviews during the summer. Um, Frost, Frost chose not to. And I, I, I asked him for an interview in June, and he declined. And I, I understand. Okay, okay. To the person who said we're running interference, this is probably the, a pretty good example of why he you wouldn't do interviews in June if you're Scott Frost, because most anything you say. It's just going to get picked apart. I mean, if he says yeah. if he says things that indicate optimism, people are going to say, "Oh, here we go yeah, again yeah, with exactly. the false optimism." Can't win. And, and if he's if he's too dour, it's going to be, "Oh, look at Frost is beaten down." In this case, he's getting criticized for what he didn't say. Yep. An opening statement. So no, you can't. I, I totally understand. Hey, fifteen and twenty nine. 
creates a lot of weirdness yep. at Nebraska. Yep, and it is definitely weird. Uh, 464-5685, call or text as always. Regarding, okay, so let's move on from the statement, the lack of a statement, to what was actually said. And I, I guess the most interesting stuff always to me is on the side podium because you get more. I mean, he said for 40 minutes. The main stuff, I don't really – I mean, he answered questions up there, but the, the, the side podium is yeah. where you get the most. And I, I thought that – Okay, what um, you think, Jay? Well, there was a, written he, down he, he talked about a lot of things, obviously, but here, here's what I thought was interesting. Okay. Is he was commenting, and I think we might have audio of this too, but there's there's a lot of questions regarding his his role in the offense, role in the team. You know, is Mark Whipple going to be the main play caller? You know, what, what are you going to be doing um, during the games? And Scott Frost, let's see, let's play that first, that second clip, Nick, uh, when it says, don't expect massive changes in play calling. Go play, play that one, please, for us, from the side podium from yesterday. When you feel like you're doing the right things, you're, if a, a complete change of course is the wrong way to go. Uh, there's always little things that, that we might tweak or, or ways for us to look to get a little bit better. Um, my role is going to change a little bit, having an offensive coordinator that I trust to take it over a little bit. Uh, but... Uh, for the most part, we've been doing it the right way. Uh, it just hasn't led to the results we want yet. Um, this year's going to be different. And play one more, Nick. Play the one that he's, he says stepping back is good but won't be a figurehead. It's good. Um, you know, I'm a football coach. It's what I love to do. The reason I love it is being around the guys, so that part's been great. Um, I definitely don't ever want to be just a figurehead. Um, I love the game too much, and I love the players too much. So I'm, I'm going to have my, my my hands in everything we do. Um, there's probably just going to be more more things that I'm able to touch. Okay. That, see, that one right there, I think that last part where it, but people were concerned about that. I don't know exactly why. He's still the, C, he's still the head coach, the CEO. He says he's going to have his hand in everything. People right. say, why don't you back off the office? Let Whipple have that. That okay. was a concern I heard from yesterday. Well, what too. I heard, what I thought he was mention, what I thought he was talking about was when he says have his hand in everything. That's special teams. That's yeah. he said. He said on the podium, side podium, that he'll be he's spending more time with the defense. Um, he said, okay, this is what he said. Sam McEwen of the World Herald asked him a good question. He asked him. With you being a CEO, how does that free you? How does that free you up? In what ways does it free you up to do other things? What other things are you doing? He um, he mentioned that this is what he said. He said he's been in the locker room more, so around yep. the, around the guys more. He said he spent more time with Eric Chenander, the defensive coordinator, and Bill Bush, the special teams coordinator. He said, I've been down in the weight room with the guys more often, and I've also had an opportunity to spend a little more time with some of the people who support our program. It's inter- that part's interesting to me because head coaches are doing this. I know Mike Norvell at Florida State has done it because my brother's down there. They, go, they literally they keep it very low-key, but they're going out and raising NIL money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> head coaches are going out to raise money for their players, um, and Frost has done some of that. I mean, he's he does it. It's very low key, um, but I but that he's you know he spends some times with with donors, and I don't think it's maybe it's not directly directly related to nil, but he's got he's out raising money, um, so he's done more of that. Um, 
he said, yeah, I'm going to have my hands in everything we do. I didn't take that to mean – I heard I heard people criticize that and have questions about that. I didn't take that to mean he's going to be too in, overly involved in the offense. He said he's stepping away from the offense to a certain extent. I mean, I don't know. You can, re, you can turn that conversation around pretty quick and say, he's the head coach. Do you want him to completely back away from the offense? Because if he does that, then people are going to say – why, why would Frost, that's his area of expertise, totally back away from the offense? Again, 15 and 29, you just can't win. <laughs> I don't think you yeah, can. You can't win. And he, but you know that, though. Yeah. You know you can't win well, again, with people and, that. Okay, Jake, but that's why, that's why I wasn't critical of Frost for not doing interviews this, this summer. Because anything he says, it gets kind of picked apart. Yep. And now that's always the case. No, it's not always the case. When you're winning, it's not really the case. Well, I think, Sip, and we'll get to Vince and Chris in a second. Hang on the line, guys. I, I think that if you are a media person or even a fan and and you don't hear from him, you you think two ways. One says, yeah, I want to hear and see where things are at. But two, it's like, okay, this is fine because I want the results to show themselves. I want that yeah. to speak for what Frost is doing because if he's not talking – it can go both ways, but maybe it's he's working so damn hard that they're so locked in that they're going to make this thing work, right. and then everything should be forgiven. But there's there's two sides of the coin there. I, there always are. And that's why you can't really win until the season is played. It's Here's just going to be say. skepticism yeah. until then, I criticism. Thought, I, I know I tend, toward, I tend to be overly optimistic or forgiving of people. I know that about myself. I thought he was good yesterday. So it's all in the kind of the way you look at things, right? I thought Frost was good yesterday. I thought he handled himself really well. I, I didn't walk away saying Frost was, was terrible yesterday. No. I mean, I'm not saying he was Barry Switzer, but yeah. he'll never be Barry Switzer. You know, he's not, he's not overly charismatic. He's not a jokester. He doesn't tell funny stories like Mike Leach. Right. He's not that guy, it's but not... I don't expect him to be that guy. I, didn't, I walked away. Th- I wrote it. I thought he handled it, the heat really well. Odd. I mean, it's just how it's. It just comes down to people look at things. How people look at things. We got so a couple. Yeah, we got. We got a couple call. calls lined up. We'll get to Vince first, then Chris on the Hans of Lincoln Hotline four six four five six eight five. Vince, you're on early break. Go ahead, man. Hey, good morning, fellas. How are you? Good, Vince. Good to hear from you. Thank you. We'll see. Well, first of all, Sip, you surviving your travel your your, your travel day quagmire, for lack of a better term, was stuff of legend. I mean, uh, that uh, you know, he, I mean, you're 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 back in uniform today. You're suiting it up, and you're yeah. and, and I won't say this too loud just yet, but you're here to fight with bloody nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Vince. Good morning to you, by the way. <laughs> but uh, anyhow, just a, a real quick anecdote before I get into my comments. So. Okay. Uh, and I've been kind of overdue with sharing this with you guys. So, so, uh, so last week, you know, my wife happened to be up at the, you know, r- roughly around the same time I called you guys. And, and as you know, I go out in my garage to call you. Um, so anyway, my wife goes, I heard you yell bloody knuckles and simple. I go, whoa, honey, did you hear me or did you hear my computer out in the living room? She goes, uh, no, let me be clear. I heard the computer out in the living room. I'm like, okay, good. <laughs> well, you can, yeah, just don't scare your family. Yeah, don't scare anybody, Vince. Yeah. Don't want that happen. Yeah, well, I haven't woken up anybody yet. But anyhow, uh, but anyhow, as far as, you know, as far as what Scott, you know, what Scott did or didn't say yesterday, I mean, <clears throat> I look at the lack of opening statement like this, you know, I mean, 
I mean, to me, it goes back. It goes back to the Toby Keith song title. It's time for a little less talk, a lot more action. Yeah. And um, and so, I mean, as far as his CEO role, and I give this example because it's a story that you know that I'm following very closely um, <clears throat> because it pertains to my area. As as you guys perhaps know, Coach Dick Vermeil's going into the hall into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And Coach Vermeil is from the Napa Valley, well, Calistoga specifically, which is 30 minutes away from where I, where I live. And so one thing that uh, Coach Vermeil talked about is in his third season with the Rams, he learned, you know, he, he learned to take more of a step back. And so as a result, set, similar to Frost, you know, he was a play caller, but he handed the reins over to Mike Martz. Now we can only hope that uh, – this Nebraska team turns into the greatest show on turf, but you know, not that I'm necessarily counting on that, but I think it comes down to this, you know, a lot of times, you know, what what people fail to realize is that when you're the head coach, you're the head coach of the entire football team, you know, and, and if you were a play caller before, just because you take a step back from being a play caller, I look at it more as, you know, yes, there's a chain of command. You have your offensive coordinator, your defensive coordinator, your special teams coordinator. So you have your chain of command, but as the head coach, everything go you know, everything goes through you. I mean that that that's what I take out of it more than anything. But also guys Oh dear boy. We're one month to the day. We're so we're the opening game of the season. And and that's where it comes time where from game one to yes. game 12 or yes. 13 or 14 or however many it is. You take your mindset. The first one is you go out there and you open up a can of kick-ass for <laughs> yes. 60 minutes. Yes, that's right. And the other one is this. You look across your opponent and you say one thing. Oh, if we can't get it all, we might as well get it all. <laughs> Thank you, Vince. You speak of the man from Albuquerque. I want, I always question his thoughts when Vince goes off at the end with the volcano. <laughs> Thanks, Vince. Uh, hey, by the way, yeah, uh, like Vince said, we are exactly a month away from the first game in Dublin. Exactly a month. Okay. And then today is the start of fall camp. Yeah, yeah, that's we we need to. We're talking about an opening statement or lack thereof, and today actually is the beginning of fall camp. Like right. things get going today. Fan yes. fan night, fan day last night, and. Start a camp today. Okay, so in Lincoln, Nebraska, Nebraska's starting football practice That's today. Right. That's big. It in, is. In, in Indianapolis, where we are at Big Ten Media Days, it was pouring down rain. Oh, I my think God. it's still raining. I think it's still raining, but not as hard. People don't realize that. Yeah, I, I picked you up this morning from your hotel, and I, we drove over here, and then we had to walk from the south. It wasn't that long of a walk, but it was enough that i was sopping wet when i walked in you had an umbrella yeah. i did not and i'm an I walked man. in as a i'm prepared a, a, a soppy wet dog over here okay so reset the stage nebraska not here today nebraska back in lincoln starting its preseason camp today uh who's on hand here? yes uh we will have today jeff brom at 11 a.m kicking things off 10 a.m your time 11 a.m this time then brett bielema illinois mel tucker michigan state greg Schiano. James Franklin, Paul Christ, and Ryan Day, last but not least. Uh, Ryan Day's the one I'm most interested in. He'll be 11.30 to 11.45 Central Time, 12.30 to 12.45 this time. We have a call okay. from Chris on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline, 464-5685. Chris, you're on early break. Go ahead, man. 
Good morning, Steve Jake. It's great to hear from you, Chris. Well, guys, so, you know, you guys, I'm going I'm to let you know right now I can't bring the energy that Vince brings. I can't either. Nor would I expect that, Chris. Yeah. For anybody, really. <laughs> That's impressive for, uh, what, 4.30 in the morning out there in California. Yeah, well, we are living in an amazing country. <laughs> uh, okay, Steve, uh, Steve I, and i got to ask you this. Dude, uh, with your problems yesterday, your travel problems there, do you wish you would have uh, jumped in with Jake in that vehicle? Uh, you know what? <clears throat> That's, you you asked very Chris. astute questions. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm my my theme with our guys are on three crew going forward is if we can if it's ten hours, let's just drive it ten hours or fewer, because travel right now is sort of a nightmare, especially if you're trying to travel in the afternoon. Um, yeah, the the answer is yes. I I would rethink it, and I have rethought it, and I would drive. Yes, yes. Thank you, Chris. Oh, oh, yeah, well, I was wondering about that, Steve. I, yeah, sorry to hear about those troubles, but you made it, and uh, fine, you yeah. guys have been doing a good job out there. Now, what I, I – Steve, Jake, now, on Scott Frost, you know, hey, you know what? Let's face it. There's a lot of pressure on that guy this year. You know, not only from the administration, you know, fans, every, you know, I mean – He's got a lot of pressure on him this year. It's, it's produce or else. Uh, now, in his, Steve, I'm, I'm willing to bet. Okay, you, you guys brought up a good point, and it's all about the 15 and 29 record. Now, let's, let's hypothetically, let's say Scott was, after 44 games, uh, urban-esque, shall we say, 40 and 4 with a championship or two in the Big Ten under his belt, I guarantee you that mood up there on the podium and outside the the public or with the public would be a lot different. And I, I Steve, I'm almost I'd almost bet you that uh, that you would have got that interview in June for sure. Mm-hmm. And we wouldn't be talking about the opening statement the way we're talking about. We'd be talking about, look at Nebraska, all business. They just, they just go yeah. in. Trying to win. Yeah. This guy, so I, 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 agree, I agree 100%, Steve. But, but let's face it, hey, the heat's on this year. And, uh, you know, it, I'm glad Vince reminded us that it's uh, one month from the day is that game. And uh, uh, in Ireland, it's 11.30 kickoff, I believe. And, and uh, you know, I – just almost like last year, Steve Jake, I, I, with the first three opponents, I expect them to be three and zero going into Oklahoma. I see no reason why they can't. Mm-hmm. Although you know, it's, it, 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 I see the media has picked them fifth in the uh, Big Ten West, but uh, you know, hey, we'll get all our answers here in about thirty-one days, guys. So, hey, listen, guys, I've listened. You got a great show from Indianapolis, there. And uh, please, you guys have a safe trip on the way back, and we're all listening up here. Hey, Thank Chris. You, Chris, appreciate Chris, that's that. really nice of you. Thank you for those thoughts, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. All right. Now, I think that when we come back, okay. 
We'll talk about what Trev Alberts said. Yes, we should. By the way, Trev was with us for a half hour on the station oh, yesterday. He sat amazing. down with DP and Jay and Brashawn. It was great. He spent a half hour yeah, right on there. the ticket and seven minutes with the media yeah, scrum. He did. He sat here for like, <laughs> I been, thought he was in a hurry. Apparently it, not. It was Barry Alvarez was here for like 25. He stepped up and <laughs> Trev sat down for a half hour. <laughs> well, we'll talk about what Trev said. Yes. Because what, Jake, Trev did answer the question – what are you looking for? Yes, he did. And I think we should address that. And, hey, as far as – well, I wanted to – also what – something that Chris said resonated with me. Frost is under pressure. His boss – okay, Frost is here. Now, think about it. I mean, Frost is – it's an employer-employee relationship. That's what we're talking about. His employer is standing right there watching him. Mm-hmm. His employer is watching everything. Okay? Yeah, he is. And – yeah, Frost is under pressure from all angles, including his ball. I mean, he's, he's got it. It's just like you, like me, like anybody in the world, you have to answer to somebody. And in this case, your back's against the wall. Yeah, it is. It's like if we had a run of 15 straight bad shows, we'd have to answer to some people. We were people. late. We didn't know what <laughs> right, to do. Right. right. There are cataclysmic errors. We had five minutes for silence a couple <laughs> right. times. We would be some problems our, our backs would be against the wall and they'd be uncomfortable. Yes. Well, hey, hey, so what's going on here? When we come back, we will discuss Trev Albert's comments. Uh, we're again, we're live at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis for Big Ten Media Days Day 2. More next on Early Break in the Ticket.